I'm Sir Evans, and welcome to some real life morning motivation. Because no one wakes up in the morning and says, I hope I have a bad day. My desire is to empower and inspire your daily endeavors. Because you can do whatever you set your mind to. The question is, what do you want to do? Whether you're still finding your passion, pursuing it, or living it, motivation is a daily requirement for your success. So here's your morning motivation. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to the Surreal Life Morning Motivation Podcast Show. Yeah, it's me, man. Same guy, Sir Evans, your host for the day. Your host always. Another week. Oh boy, it's it's been a it's been an interesting week to say the least. It's been a little interesting. Interesting, but you know, all in all, things have been pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> what I've been doing over the last month or so, you know, um, but really just bouncing back, put on a little bit of merry weight in there. So, I think the biggest thing this time around when I've been getting the additional weight off is being more healthy about it, you know, because it's, it's easy to lose weight at this point. And as we get older, it does become more challenging. But what I wanted to do this time around was make sure that I was losing weight and being healthy on all levels. You know, not just physically healthy, but, you know, mentally, emotionally, um, spiritually healthy as well. So there lies the challenge, you know. So one thing that I was talking to a friend of mine, she also was, uh, you know, going through a similar um, battle. We both had put on a little bit more weight than we had intended after losing quite a bit. And one thing that just stood out in both our minds was just a reminder to take it one day at a time. So I don't know who needed to hear that, but it's always that reminder that when we're, you know, taking on new things or taking on a challenging role, just take it one day at a time. You know, not not six days, not the whole week, not the month. Just, yeah, those can be the goal. The goal is like, okay, I have a goal for the month, but... You can't knock out that goal for the month and a day. You know, not a goal that that requires time. So, just reminder to take it one day at a time. So that was really beneficial for me this week. That was that was probably my my shining moment, um, or my shining thought, I should say. It's really just a you know just a reminder to take it one day at a time. But. You know, I want to get into the morning motivation because this is a good one. This is actually one that kind of deals with that. And um, I always think they're good. So I'm a little biased. So, you know, y'all feedback is beneficial. If, if it's not a good one, just let me know. You know, hey, sir, that one wasn't really a good one. I got a good one for you because these are all really being generated from what you guys send in um, and what you selected as uh, morning motivation topics that you kind of want to hear more on. Um, and for those that aren't aware, the morning motivation text messages, they go out Monday through Friday. Hundreds of people across the country, across the world, get those messages. Um, and you can subscribe by texting Motivate Me to 31996. Once again, you text Motivate Me to 31996. Drop your name. It is interactive. So if you respond back through that through that text thread, I will be able to see that. I'll respond. And then we'll just be, you'll be a part of the morning motivation, morning motivation family. And what I do is I ask for people to highlight one that stands out to them or a couple that you might want to hear more about, that you want to say, hey, 
I think that one has some layers. Can you peel back that one a little bit more? Can you peel on that one? So today's morning motivation topic is about competition. So without further ado, let me get into the morning motivation for today. It seems like everybody is in competition with someone. Some are in competition with family, friends, complete strangers, celebrities, or even themselves. While I have found a dose of competition to be useful fuel in the face of adversity, I must ask, how fit is competition been making me? How fit has being competitive been to my development versus my personal achievements? I saw a phrase recently that read, fitness isn't about being better than someone else, it's about being a better you. How much better could I possibly be if competition only fuels me as good as someone else or better? When in reality, being the best version of oneself is truly the pinnacle of our existence. Competition comes with some strengths, but we must be careful not to utilize it for its weakness, preventing you from mentally, emotionally, and physically being fit. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about competition. Rockefeller once said that competition is a sin. And I used to always think about that. I thought it was a dope quote. I just thought it was catchy, especially being in music. And, you know, I'm saying, okay, I just don't see no competition. Like, I'm battling blind. That's just the mentality. But as I went on and I, you know, and I got a little smarter in life and I really, and after I actually read his book or the uh, autobiography, and it was interesting because when it came to competition, it was really something that he used as a means of not being negative, if you will. Now, Rockefeller was a shrewd, if you want to use that word, businessman. He was a juggernaut. He was a tycoon. It was like, this is, I'm taking over the block. It was like Monopoly. Like, I'm taking this over. So, in, in, in one regard, it's like competition is a sin. Like, I'm not going to allow competition to exist because competition is sinful and I'm not one who wants to be involved in sinful acts you know but on the other hand it's it's a humble way of looking at it which I don't know how humble he was in looking at it but when I first when I really thought about it and dove into the concept of competition being a sin it was like we all sin and we all fall short of the glory of God but when I think about sin it's like okay Competition is a sin, so that's something that I want to keep down. I want to keep down all bad habits. I want to keep down all things that are negative. Of course, we're not perfect, but I'm not striving to do something that makes me more... I'm not striving to do something that makes my imperfections shine. Okay? So, that re that resonated with me when I heard that, and it's always stuck in my head. So, I look at competition very differently. And I I'm going to share this with you because I hear a lot of conflicting thoughts that I don't really subscribe to but I'm going to get into that but I think the first thing that jumped out to me in that in that topic in that morning motivation discussion was how fit has competition been making me okay how fit is competition making you a lot of times we get in competition with let's say let we can use the base level you know of those who might be into physical fitness you might see somebody that you're in competition with at the gym okay let's say they're a beast I remember when I used to go into a new gym, I've been at the same gym for, for about seven, eight years, but whenever I go into a new gym, I'd always find the biggest dude in there, 
Like, I'm talking, like, on Diesel, swole, like, best shape. And I don't even know what else is going on. But I'm like, okay. And I put a bullseye on him. And I say, I'm about to outwork you. You, I got a bullseye on, right? But what happens when you outwork him? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what happens when you outwork him? So what happens when that work ethic is like, oh, okay. I didn't kicked it up. I didn't turned it up. Now, now, what's being used as that competitive driving force? Okay. And then on the flip side, let's let's not even take it. What if I never got to that point where I am able to outwork that individual? Okay. So now, now am I am I? I might be having this drive that's continuing to push me, but where is that inadequacy being tucked at? Because believe me, it's being tucked somewhere. Like that inability to be better than that person that you're in competition with might not be affecting you on the outside. And yeah, it's keeping you revved up to keep on being competitive. But somewhere inside of your databases is some inadequacy. Somewhere inside of your databases is some jealousy. Somewhere inside of there is some ambition that has went sour because ambition used improperly is truly a sin. So where in this where in the manufacturing of your competition has something has coding went wrong you know what i mean so where 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 is competition how fit is competition really making me okay so let's 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 flip the script let's let's think outside of the box now okay let's think outside of the box and i really we really touched on it already when we say certain things are tucked away but when we're talking about like these Let's let's use the top biller right now. A lot of times social media social media is by far probably the number one cause of competition. Okay? You go online, I don't care how old you are. You go on, online and I yeah, I guess it do kind of matter how old you are. I think the younger you are the more it is. But you go online and you see Tom Dick and Harry or Mary doing something you're all in the same age bracket or however it may be they might even be older you might even look at them as a mentor figure and they really seem to have it got it going on you know what i mean like they got it all going on and they even got it all going on in an area that you want to have it all going on so you subscribe you subscribe to that to that lifestyle you subscribe to that hustle you subs you subscribe to that grind and it's like okay pushing every time you go on you 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 see it. You you driven. You motivated. Either that or you just kind of pissed off. But you ain't really letting it show on the top layer. Okay. So it's driving you to pick up your own pace. Okay. I'm gonna pick it up. I'm gonna do what I gotta do. I'm gonna take care of mine. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. But what happens when you take a step away and that that competition is now working against you? Okay. So for example, what if is it a day that you do scroll on there and you do see somebody that you are somehow in this secret competitive state with but that day you didn't bring it that week you didn't do anything to uh kind of put yourself in a position to make yourself better so now how is that playing a factor on you same thing for like the gym let's say you got somebody you're in competition with gym 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 buddy y'all can even be buddies y'all can even know that y'all got a competition going on but this week you didn't really go that hard business business associate Two entrepreneurs. You ain't even got to be an entrepreneur. Two business owners. Two employees. Shoot. Everybody want to be a boss. Everybody can't be a boss. Even a boss is not a boss in the sense that they don't have no, they don't work for nobody. You always work for somebody. You work for your employees. So don't get it twisted. You work for the customer. Don't get it twisted. So anyways, 
on any of these levels and it's like what if you didn't bring it that day but you've been having this friendly competition going on so somewhere in there while it was making you fit on one level it's making you unfit on another so let, let me let me give you this example so here's here's how i look at competition and i think at some point in time there's layers to it there's levels and there's levels and there's layers, like I said in another podcast. But at one point in time, we're in competition with others. Okay? So once we take that step back and we're like, okay, I'm not about to be in competition with the next man. I'm not about to be in competition with the next woman. The biggest competition is myself. I know you heard it. You probably said it yourself. I'm my biggest competition. So here's where I, I, I subscribe to a different a different logic. And I shape my own realities on certain perspectives. So this is what I shape for me to kind of help me work through this situation a little more healthy. So I was at that point too where I would see myself as my biggest competition. I didn't there's no other competition aside from me. I'm only competition. That's just how it is. Okay. But here's what would happen. Here, here's here's what happens, okay? I would do something stupid to me, okay? So, like, when I was a kid or something, when I was a kid, I would go into a store or something, and like a record store. I remember you got in trouble for stealing, stealing tapes, stealing CDs, okay? I would go in, and I would say, okay, I'm about to steal this. I'm about to take this. Didn't pay for it and be like, mm, it's cool. And in, in my mind... Let me just paint the scenario. In my mind, I would say, sir, you probably shouldn't do that. That's, that's going to come back and bite you later, right? But on the other hand, I'm saying, eh, I'll deal with it later. I want this right now. I want to take this right now the way that's not correct right now, and I'm just going to go. On the other hand of me, it's like, mm, sir, I don't think that's a good idea. But here's the thing. Later on, when it's time to pay for that, I'm still the one that got to pay for it. It ain't the part of me that's saying, oh, I want it now versus the side that say, sir, you shouldn't do that. And they just go their separate ways and one is hurt and the other one is not. No, it's 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 not a it's not a schizophrenic situation. It's all me. Like it's not 50 50 split. It's not sir versus S.I.R. It's the same person. Same thing with working out. OK. I remember when I first started working out. I would say, okay, I don't feel like working out today. Let's just go eat. We'll we'll make up for it later. Let's 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 go chill. We'll make up for it later. Let's just go have us some more drinks, some more drinks. Or the drinking situation is another example. Okay, we just gonna go out and have a few drinks. We'll pay for it tomorrow. Or it's cool. We'll make it up tomorrow. And when I say that, I mean like, okay, you go out and get a couple drinks. You're going to get drunk, and now it's like, okay, what if you ain't supposed to be drinking? Yeah, we'll take care of that later. What if, what if you making some really stupid decisions once you get drunk? Eh, I want to drink now. We'll pay for that later. What if you go in the bar, which the problem with alcohol? You go in the bar, and now you done spent a whole lot more money than you were supposed to spend. Eh, I'll pay for that later. Here's the thing. When you pay for that later, it's not an out-of-body experience situation in which, once again, the part that says, I'll pay for that later, now takes a back door, and the you are left with the bill. No, we're all left with the bill, and you're sitting there like, hey, why'd I do that? I'm the one who got to pay for that. So why am I letting me talk me into making a bad decision? And then, afterwards saying, 
I'm my own biggest competition. If, if I wasn't against myself in certain regards, if I just get out of my own way, then I wouldn't really be having this problem. Okay? So, for me, I got tired of that. For me, I got tired of self-sabotage. For me, I got tired of putting myself into situations in which I would say, I'll take care of that later, or I'll do better later. And then when later comes, I'm now stuck with a bigger burden, a bigger weight on my shoulders that I have to get rid of. So I say, you know what? I know what to do here. First of all, let's look at it like, let's look at it like, um, we can look at it like what it is and we can look at what it could be. Facebook, Instagram, okay? Facebook owns Instagram. If you can't beat them, join them, okay? Or if you got the opportunity to beat them and you got the opportunity to own them, then own them. Burger King and McDonald's, for example. Let's take take this example. Do you think that Burger King knows everything about the business model of McDonald's and vice versa? Like, like let's 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 not be like too detailed where we're talking about like business secrets. I'm talking about like the f- surface layer. We know McDonald's got a Big Mac. Oh, we know they f- burgers are flame broiled. We know where they're getting their meat from. We know where they're getting their fries from. We know what they're selling their product for. We know what their margins are. We know how much they're making a year. We know how much they're making a year. Okay. These companies are in competition with each other. Yet, they know everything about the other company. PC versus Mac. Do you think that these... Android versus Apple. Do you think that these companies don't know about each other? Like, do you not know where their pros, where their cons are? Where their weaknesses, where their strengths are? When their products are going to drop? Most of the time, they probably have a pretty good idea. Okay? So, we're playing this same game... Yet we're living in the same house with the same person that's playing these games. Now, so you can uh, let me know when this is starting to sound a little schizophrenic. You know your own biggest competition. Okay? These companies are in, comp- in competition with each other. If McDonald's could buy Burger King, like just buy them and just not have no issues with, do you think they would? Like, I don't know what the stipulation is or whether it's too much or whether it's not a smart investment. But if McDonald's could easily, 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 I'm talking about easy. Like, ain't no ain't no fight, ain't no struggle, ain't no contractual issues. We want to buy them. They in a situation where they messed up, we can buy them. Do you think they would buy them? I'm pretty sure they would. If, 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 if American Airlines could buy United or Delta or Delta could buy United and American Airlines and really just own the whole strip, do you think they would? If Apple could buy Droid and just put them out of business and maybe even just still keep the Droid as a different option but still own both of them, whatever it may be, do you think they would? Like if it was an easy decision. So we put ourselves in these situations where we want to have apple android operating inside of our own body and be like i'm my own biggest competition can't do nothing about them they just here <laughs> you know what i mean like how does that sound like it's like it's literally like that example's like apple droid i know everything about them mcdonald's burger king i know everything about them I know what they got. I know what they pros. I know what they cons are. I know how I'm going to sabotage myself. But hey, I'm my own biggest competition. Why, with this logic, 
with really taking some time to sit down with this logic and really dissect this, why would you stay in competition? Why would you knowingly stay in competition with yourself? Like knowing where you fall short at, knowing where your strengths are at, knowing where you are most susceptible to competitive interference. Why then would we continue to put ourselves in non-stop consistent situations where we are competing with ourselves? Okay, so when I really got to the nit and the gritty of this situation and that thought pattern, I really say, you know what? I'm not about to keep competing with myself. I want to work with self to be a better self. And yes, we're going to fall short because when you put two people in one pair of pants and you tell them to walk together, you're going to have some issues you're going to have some issues. I know that was a wild example, but it's facts. You ever see the little games they play it like the carnival and stuff where one person getting one pants leg, the other one getting another pants leg, and y'all got to walk it out? Take a little challenge. You're even more difficult than that. Put them in a potato sack and jump together. Now that get challenging too. So it's like, when you start looking at it that way, it's like, okay, I don't want to be in competition with yourself. We want the same things out of life. Ultimately. We want the same things out of life. There are times when I want to do things a certain kind of way, and then there are times when I don't want to do things a certain kind of way. But if I'm looking out for my star player, if I'm looking out for my star player, then I need to be making sure that I'm making the best decisions for me. So let's not compete with each other because there is no each other. There is only one. Let's not compete with ourselves. Let's let's first acknowledge that this is a little crazy. Let's first acknowledge that I'm my biggest own, I'm my biggest competition. Okay, I know the phrase has been around for hundreds of years, but let's really just stop and be like, why am I still competing with him or her? Why am I still in a competitive why am I still trying to keep a competitive edge on myself when I don't have to? You know what I mean? Like I don't have to. I believe that there are forces at work that want to prey on those different areas of our lives, but I don't think that we have to voluntarily give ourselves to competition and to be eaten. Like, it just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. So, I stopped looking at the picture that way. You know, I stopped looking at the picture in the means of, I'm going to be in competition with myself, I'm going to join myself. If you can't beat them, join them. If I beat me, I kill me. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I beat me, I'm done. Like, I'm dead. I'm either walking dead or I'm dead dead. So, I can't beat me. So, why not join me? Why not be a one of one? You know what I mean? Because what we start to realize when we do that, one, we really start to get to know ourselves. We really get to dive into knowing ourselves. And when we get to know ourselves better, we start putting ourselves in these in ridiculous situations. And we stop putting ourselves in common situations. And, and at least if we do, then we are a lot more cognizant of how, why it happened. How and why it happened. You know, as opposed to just doing things blindly and not knowing exactly what's going on and saying, oh, I'm in competition with myself. I'm my own biggest enemy. I do these things and I don't know why I do it. That's another reason because we're not really being that intentional with getting to know ourselves. Okay. Because once you get to see that, you get to kind of answer that initial question of how fit is competition really making me? So 
when you look at it from that perspective without the competition, how fit is my own self-sabotage making me? Okay, because in order to be, because if you're being fit from competition in one area, another area of your life is going to suffer. I used to have this issue and I still work through it, not nearly as bad as I used to, but I would have the mentality of if I wasn't working on a big project, like if I'm not working on something and I see somebody that I know and I might even that I respect or even a product that I like from somebody that's up and coming, I see them working. It bothers me. It bothers me from one perspective of, dang, they get into it and I'm not. Two, um, they get into it, so I feel like I should be getting into it, even though it might be a season of rest for me, which a lot of people don't embrace, seasons of rest, where you actually really just rest, relax, reset your systems. Um, so if I'm looking at it from these perspectives, then I would really begin to get frustrated. You know, I would be somehow upset that because I felt like I wasn't taking care of something that I should be. And I felt like they were getting further ahead of me. When I was a kid, I used to hate to take naps because I always felt like I was missing out on something. That's something that I had to find out from going back. So that's one of the reasons that part that, you know, blew the situation up. But if I'm turning on those those thrusters by that person that I'm seeing that I'm a little frustrated about and I need to turn it up. Okay. Boom. Okay. They just inspired me to get up and get it. They, Jay-Z used to be a big one for me. Jay-Z used to be a big one. Jay-Z would turn on a project. I turn on a new whole project and all of a sudden I'm ready to write. I'm ready to go. I'm like, oh, he didn't got me fired up. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to write something up. So my lyricism is getting better. I'm getting better as an artist. I'm getting better as a musician. I'm getting better as that, that I'm chasing. But on the flip hand, that inadequacy is also getting stronger. It's also getting more fit. That and that that over ambitious attitude that's not healthy. You know what I mean? That 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 sense of jealousy because it's like, oh, I ain't got what they got. It's getting stronger. You know what I mean? So it's making me weaker in that confidence area that that might be taking its strength from. It's making me weaker in an emotional state where I might feel insecure about a talent because I don't have what my competition has. You know what I mean? It's making me weaker in different areas that are becoming stronger because they are taking the energy from what it rightfully should be. Okay. So we got to really identify how is competition making me fit or unfit and what, who and what am I in competition with? So like I say, that's still something that I'm, that's where I'm at right now. I don't feel like I'm in competition with myself. I feel like I'm in a journey to be the best me that the Lord wants me to be. And of course, we're under warfare, but I'm not just going to volunteer. Yes, they say the Lord, the Bible says that we do fight with the flesh, but I'm not going to voluntarily put myself into a situation where I'm going to condition my mind to saying this is a constant battle of the flesh. Even though it is, this is a constant battle. But I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm work. I'm looking at this thing from the bottle, from the glass half full versus the glass half empty. Like, okay, I'm gonna work for my betterment than to fight against what's trying to defeat my betterment. Does that make sense? You know what I mean. I'm not gonna look at the side, the side of the glass that says we gotta fight, fight, fight. I'm gonna look at the side that says I'm gonna move forward, move forward, and defend. You know what I mean? Not be on the attack. I'm going to defend 
as I'm in pursuit of what I'm in pursuit of. You know what I mean? And what that does is once we actually get to look at things from a perspective like that, then we're not always on the defense fighting against and we're not always I mean, we're not always on the attack trying to fight things off and we're not always on the attack trying to keep up. We're simply moving at a pace that gets us closer to our destination. You know. And one thing that I also notice is that and I said this in the morning motivation, which is the next thing I want to kind of dive into competition comes with some strengths but but we must be careful not to utilize it for its weaknesses preventing you from being mentally emotionally and physically fit um so one thing that i that i was i had wrote down here is a note if you notice a weakness in one area believe it's impacting you in another okay so if you're having an impact in one area believe you're having an impact in another i'll give you a prime example and due to the fact that I'm going to share this, I have to break down this wall because I want to make sure that I'm standing behind what I'm talking about. So I'm going to give you a small example, and then I'm going to give you the... Anyways, I'm going to give you the example. So about three years ago, I was having some really radical breakthroughs with my life, um, really be, get, really becoming a lot more healthier in all elements of life. But there was one area that... I had some issues with there's a lot of issues but there's one that, that I'm talking about right now okay so I had an issue with one of my close friends that I've known for a while and it's not necessarily a issue that you can like put your finger on it it was more of an energy deficit something was off you know what I mean and what was making it off were several situations several small things that created friction but ultimately I had chosen to put up a wall between figuring out what it was and reconciling the issue. Okay. But I had a list. I had a list. It was about three people on the list. They were like the last on the list because it was something petty and the energy could have been fixed with a simple conversation or two. So that was like last on the list. Okay. But I noticed that was impacting me. So it made me really look back at, okay, how else? Where is this coming from? Like, where is this energy that you're walking around with? You're good. Like, you're in a good space. You're talking about motivation, empowerment, you know, inspiration. And you, you're having this issue with this forgiveness on this end of this issue. Even just the, the, you're having an issue with letting go of this. So what else are you not letting go of? So I have a family issue, right? Not with my immediate family. And it, you know, it deals with, you know, my mom and her passing away. And, and, and one thing that I've learned in life, which I've really learned the second half of the statement after I got married was you see people's true colors when you get married or when somebody dies. And I don't know if you heard the quote, I didn't come up with it, but my friend Tam, she actually said it to me as I was getting married and it resonated so real. So I know that these things are putting some type of weight on me even though it might not feel like heavy weight and I'm going to get to an example on that later even though it might not feel like heavy weight it's some kind of weight that's slowing down my speed it's slowing down my journey you know what I mean so I knew this I had a list mental of people that I knew that I had to have conversations with and it was affecting me in different areas because I can, I can notice that that kind of impacts the interactions with certain people so 
I reached out to that friend and I cleared up that issue. And it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't a big issue. It was just a matter of, I'm going to forgive, let go of whatever tension we have. And by me even approaching you again, I'm not going to bring that with me. And we just, we're going to be good. Yeah, we're going to talk about it if you want to talk about it. If you got something on your chest, I got something on mine. But then we're going to leave it right there. And we both are mature enough to say, you brought that here, I brought this here, let's leave it here, let's continue to move. You know what I mean? And that takes work, that takes some humility, and you know, it takes some some real grown-up type type energy, attitudes, character. So, another example, I remember, um, I remember I had a roommate, um, and the kitchen so there's different areas of the of the house that we both have would have OCD on. Okay. So I would have OCD, I'm more OCD about the bathroom. Bathroom, my my room, I'm more OCD about that. The the kitchen, I don't like dishes in the sink, but I'm not as OCD about it. The counters, some of that stuff I'm not as OCD about. I'm OCD about bathrooms, my living space. Kitchen is kind of secondary. However, my roommate on the other hand, it was more reverse. And only in regards to the kitchen. So the kitchen, he needed a certain kind of way. Like, just very anal. Same way I was about a bathroom. Nobody wants to go into a nasty bathroom. I don't even want to go into a semi-nasty bathroom, especially if it's the one that I live with. You know what I mean? We had separate bathrooms, so that wasn't an issue. But the kitchen, we shared the kitchen. Okay? So, I noticed, you know, and I didn't notice initially, but he would have issues. He would bring something to my attention. Um, hey, sir, kitchen man, what's up? So I'm like, okay, boom. Sir, kitchen, what's up? <laughs> and this wasn't like every day, it'd be every couple months. And I just noticed after a while, he began to get a little frustrated. I began to get frustrated. Cause like, why he keep coming to me? Like, I'm not about to keep sitting here, keep having these conversations with this man about this kitchen. I'm trying to keep this kitchen tight, you being petty. But at the end of the day, it helped me. And I'm gonna tell you how it helped me. Because I would be... I wasn't noticing that every time that I was um, not cleaning up the kitchen correctly or or properly or cleaning up the kitchen efficiently, there were days where my mom was somewhere else. I was moving too quick, right? So it took for that situation to be like, okay, well, what was I doing today? Why didn't I, why didn't we... <laughs> people who are trying to learn how to not be in competition with yourself but you still think about yourself in the third person so why do we not be cleaning up the kitchen properly well you know when we came up in here we was doing this we was doing that we was doing this we was doing that you notice that and then other moves when you go and backtrack through those other moves you can notice that there were also some some flaws you can also notice that some similarities also took over in those areas too like oh you was just moving too fast all across the board okay so I see that that issue is off. So something else is off. So if it's weak in one area, it's weak in another. But we really got to actually take some time to say, hey, I'm me. How you doing? I like to get to know you in order to understand that, you know, because there are a lot of areas in our lives where we may be weak and we won't even see the other areas that they're impacting our lives. You know, I remember, um, that conversation so I'm gonna just roll with it but when I was bigger and I lost weight I remember when I got smaller people would say sir 
You look so good, man. I know you feel better. I know you feel like phenomenal, you know, not being able, not having all that extra weight on you. And I would really thought about that and I say, I feel fantastic. However, I don't feel necessary. I feel better, but I didn't know that this is what better felt like. You know, when you're living whatever life that you're living without before any change, and I'll just use my this own example just to drive it home. When I was bigger, it was regular to be exhausted getting to the top of the steps. It was it was normal to not be able to have full-blown conversations when you're walking because you would be tired as you're walking. It was normal to know that you had to wear extra extra t-shirts because you sweat a little bit more so you want to make sure that you fresh so your shirt not wet on top so you wear a couple extra t-shirts to make sure you dry and stuff like this is normal it was normal to have aches and pains on the joints because you're overweight that was normal you know what i mean so it took abnormal experiences it took those changes in life in order for me to say, wow, I do feel better. I would have, I didn't, you, you would not have known that those areas were as weak as they were until you strengthen them. So now I'm, I'm running. Now I'm eating better. Now I can go up flights of stairs and, you know what I mean, not be winded, have beautiful conversations while talking, while these things are now the new normal. So, of course, yes, I feel good, but I had no idea what good felt like. That had became normal to me. Like being weak in certain areas, that becomes normal until we strengthen those areas. Because we're already strong in other areas, and that seems normal until you're weak. You know what I mean? Like when you have to learn how to walk again post-surgery, and you've been walking all your life. Or when you no longer can walk, and you have to readjust to what the new normal looks like. You know what I mean? So one of the things, that's one of the, one of the reasons that I love trainers is because, and a good trainer, I'll say that because I don't know if you guys have ever had like a trainer trainer, but a good trainer, they will train with you initially just to see what areas that you're weak in. Okay. Like a trainer will have you doing basic workouts depending on who you're training with, and it, it might even seem basic to you if you're out of shape, but it's cool. They will have you doing basic workouts just to see where your muscles are struggling at. And then once they know where those muscles are weak at, then they know what areas you have opportunity to. You know what I mean? I remember when I had started doing boxing training. My trainer, Jordan... He would say, um, how your shoulders? How you, how's your chest? What type of workouts you do for chest? So I said, you know, I do push-ups. I do, uh, you know, I do bench press. You know, how's your shoulders? You know, they good. They good. I'm saying to myself, I'm saying to him. Because I'm, I'm in shape. But there's a difference between boxing shape and being in maybe even a weight training or a running shape. Okay. So he said, okay, cool. So he put me through this workout. And he also did some work with my legs which I know that my one leg was weak post-surgery, but I'd had no idea it was as weak as it was post-surgery until he put a little extra something on it. Like, oh, oh yeah, that leg weak. Oh yeah, them shoulders, them shoulders weak because boxing is nonstop. Like, it's, it's a lot of rotator cuff. It's a lot more shoulder in boxing than people may realize. So when he, he was able to see those areas where I was weak in, 
And I think a lot of times we put ourselves in situations where, for one, we don't allow others to see what areas and acknowledge to us what areas where we can. And then on the other hand, we put ourselves in bubbles that only have the same weak muscles that we have and only have the same strong muscles that we have. So when somebody comes that is weak where we are strong and strong where we are weak and they introduce us to something new, if we're not open to that, then we'll be like, oh, you sound crazy. Like, now it makes sense to me. Like, that's not even a muscle that's in my life that's like a factor. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm strong over here, bruh. I'm strong over here. What, what? I don't need that area. Like, I'm good. And we put ourselves in these situations where people, oh, you strong, bro. You strong in that area right there. You strong. You're like, yeah, man, you strong. You strong. Or, girl, you you good in that area. You, you be this, you be that. But at the same time, it's like both of y'all are either strong in that area, so you're not seeing the other's flaws, or there could be some competition on both sides where it's like, one of the friends or associates might see that area that you're strong in. They acquire to be strong as you in that area. But on the flip side, there's no dialogue about areas that we are weak in that we can strengthen or that or areas that we are strong in that could be stronger. So these circumstances and these bubbles, and I'm going to tell you one way to one way that you can always spot a trainer and I'm, I'm talking about this from like a mental or a community basis or like a social social interaction basis. One way that you can always find a trainer, okay, when you're working on being more mentally fit, emotionally fit, spiritually fit, a good trainer will have you doing exercises that make you feel uncomfortable. And there might even be pain. But there's a difference between sharp pain and achy pain. Okay? Sharp pain is bad. That's not the type of pain you want to feel when you're training. There's two trainers that can put you in situations like that. And one of them you don't have a choice. And the other one you might want to step away from. People put you into sharp pain. Which is sometimes and a lot of times immediate danger. Or God puts you into sharp pain so that you can grow you know what I mean on the other hand there is the achy pain those are the pains that we most in common we encounter most commonly that stretch us out in a way that we not trying to be stretched out to so that makes us kind of take a step back and be like whoa wait a minute I'm cool on you kind of the same situation where we put ourselves in those bubbles with those type of people if you're doing the same type of workout every single day and you're doing the same type of weight with your friends then it's like okay ain't no strain ain't no gain but when somebody else comes around and ain't no pain to what they saying in a sharp pain they just achy pain type of stuff that you ain't trying to face it's like oh i ain't trying to do that like that or oh oh that got a little got a little pull on her oh i'm cool you know what I mean? I don't want to lift that. I don't want to deal with that. You know what I mean? So we have to be conscious of not only what God has put into our lives that kind of helps us into establishing these healthy relationships with how to recognize those areas, but we also must be mindful of the people that come into our lives 
that also serve roles as trainers um, and facilitators to kind of help us. And not every trainer ain't a good trainer. Let's also put that out there. Every trainer ain't a good trainer. But you can always spot a trainer by some of those characteristics. So I kind of went over a little bit longer than I think I wanted to today, y'all. But I hope this was helpful. <laughs> I hope this was helpful with really um, dealing with how we perceive competition and how it can hurt, hinder us, and also propel us and move us forward to that next level. So until the next time, also be mindful. If you enjoyed this, subscribe to the channel. Also, subscribe to the Morning Motivation Messages. Motivate me to 31996. And if you need anybody who's in who's in need, if you know anybody who's in need of inspiration, motivation, and empowerment, tell them to feel free to subscribe to the Morning Motivation thread by texting Motivate Me to 31996. Until the next time, I'm your host for the day and your host for always, Sir Evans. Stay beautiful, stay blessed. Salute. I'm Sir Evans, and you've been listening to Surreal Life, Morning Motivation. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Feel free to subscribe, rate, and review this episode. And join me next week for Surreal Life, More Than Motivation. Thank you for listening. Salute.